Welcome back to Divorce Confessional. Um, Today's going to be kind of a long one, and I know I probably won't be able to get this done in like five minutes, so if you're ready for a long-haul conversation or just me really getting honest, really talking about some of the stuff I've been holding back um, from everyone, um, just keep on listening. So first, I want to give an update on having to refinance my home. I am in the process of doing so, but every single turn I make is just, you know, everybody's that I'm working with is telling me it's going to happen. It's fine. It's fine. You know, your credit's good. Everything's as it should be. And then we're hit with another bump in the road. Something happens. It doesn't go through. Um, my credit needs to be like five points higher, even though I've gotten it really, really good. Um, just little tiny things that prevent it from happening. And we're really close to the deadline. We're really close to me having to sell my place if I can't. And, you know, I'm really disadvantaged because the divorce tanked my credit. That's just what it does. Um, and I have... You know, I was a stay-at-home mom for years and years, and now that I'm working, I haven't been at my job a full year. So it's really, really hurt my chances of refinancing. Um, Even though on paper it looks great, you know, my credit's good, I make enough money. There's a whole lot going on behind the scenes that takes a while to explain to people, and honestly, I've not been talking about it because it's really, really hard for me. Um... You know, I'm just praying for a miracle. I'm praying for something to come through, for something to happen that lets me keep my place. And it's hard, you know, I'll be at work and then I'll get an email saying, you know, this got denied for this, this, this reasons that we couldn't foresee. And I'm just hit with the reality. I'm losing my home in a month or two. So that's been really, really weighing on my heart, weighing on my mind and... It's a lot. It's a whole lot. Um, You know, I'm working my butt off to be able to take care of my son and to do all this. And it's really scary not knowing if this is going to go through or not, not knowing where I'm going to live or even what my options would be if that doesn't go through. So that's my update on the refinance. I'll try to keep you guys posted. I was really, really hoping to have some good answers yesterday, and it fell through again. This is like the third time I've tried in the past year. And I'm really close, but I don't know if it's going to happen. So I'll keep you guys posted, but that's my update on that. So I have to start this with some backstory. Um... Of really the past 10 years, and then if you've been listening to my podcast, you know, I've touched on this before, the real, I think, most toxic part of my in-laws and um, being married to my ex-husband was the fact that they were rejectors, you know, chronically narcissistic, um, basically were not involved in my ex's life or my life when we were together, but as soon as we separated, you know, they tried their best to get us apart, and then when we fell apart on our own, um, my ex went back to them, and 
you know, it was a, it was a really deep betrayal. Um, they tried to get me kicked out of my college. They tried to get me suspended academically just because, you know, I couldn't make a family event. And, you know, when I tell therapists that, when I tell people the whole story of what happened, they don't, you know, it blows their mind because this is not normal behavior. This is not something that's, that makes sense, but it's something that happened and it was about 10 years ago. And it's been the foundation of a lot of pain in my life. Um, through our whole, whole marriage, we stuck together. And then, you know, right after we separated and I like to, to think, you know, on paper, it says that we divorced because of irreconcilable differences. What that means is he wanted to hit me. And I said, that wasn't okay. And that was our difference. <laughs> you know, abuse is, a, is not written down very often as a reason people get divorced. It's irreconcilable differences. Um, so that's a little fun fact. When you see that, that could mean, you know, someone was getting abused. But that was why my marriage ended. Um, that was a very painful part of my life now. Um, just the fact that my son is in contact with these people and it's really, really hurt me. Um... And so that's been a, a lesson, I think, that I was supposed to learn, I was supposed to grow from, and I did. You know, I've truly grown in the past year and really the past 10 years into, you know, being the best person I could be, keeping my head down, um, knowing the truth of the situations, you know, despite what other people might say. And so for me, it's been really, really painful because a very similar situation happened a few years ago. And it, it has me questioning, or had me. It's like, okay, God, what, what is this doing in my life again? Why is this happening again? Why does it feel like it's happening again? You know, even though it's a different situation, I still felt really vulnerable, really taken advantage of. And I did touch on this in one of my other podcasts and I think it it's one of the ones about friends you need to get or people you need to get rid of from your life once you get divorced and just the people who are no good you know the people who will gossip and I did touch on a really painful thing that happened to me a few years ago um when I first met the guy I'm seeing now there was a whole bunch of drama at work and his brother decided to throw me under the bus for all his choices, all of the things that were going wrong that were because of him. He decided to scapegoat me. Um, and, you know, that was a really, really painful part of my life. This was when my marriage was falling apart. This was... When I was genuinely not doing well, and because I was not doing well, and coming to work depressed, and coming to work sad, this individual decided it would be convenient to use me, you know, as a scapegoat, as someone to take the fall for everything, because people knew I, I wasn't okay. 
And so it was a really, really dark place in my life, a really hard time in my life. And it just hurt me so much because up until then, I thought this person was a friend. I thought that, you know, we had talks, they understood where I was coming from. And then all of a sudden, just to be sidelined, you know, he didn't even tell me to my face just to be absolutely have my character torn apart behind my back in a meeting I wasn't invited to where he basically went off to everyone I knew and told them how everything was my fault, how, you know, I can't wrap my head around why I can't, I still don't know why, but this individual just has problems because there's no way to explain it. And you know, it's really hard for me to talk about. It's really hard for me to think about. And since that has happened, I did confront them. Got nothing back. Um, no response, no nothing. Basically been ignored this entire time. And because I didn't want, you know, I, I saw my my past, my interactions with my ex-husband's family and everything that went on there, um, I was like, okay, God, this isn't happening again. You know, I'm going to do my best part to be a bigger person, to, to go forward and just, you know, show love to these people and turn the other cheek and just, you know, keep my head down. If I have to see them, I have to see them. It was really, really hard because this guy took honestly the worst time of my life and made it that much harder. And that's been really, really painful for me. But, you know, he moved away, isn't really close, isn't really in my life. Um, and I started dating his brother. And that went really, really well. And I, you know, I've kept that on the down low for many years, to be honest. And I hate saying that because, you know, I have nothing to to hide. It's just been hard for me to have a new relationship and to come to terms with the fact that, you know, my ex is probably going to try to hurt me with any information. So I've been holding all information to myself. And I think that was really smart. I think that really helped me through a difficult time and also let that relationship grow and be a good thing, a really good thing. Um, so that's my history with his brother and what went down three years ago. So I'll come back in a minute. I just have to gather my thoughts about what's happened recently because this is, this is a whole other chapter. So enough about three years ago, enough about backstory. I'm ready to tell you guys what's happening now. Um, and I'm sorry my voice is out. I've been sick all week. But when I started this relationship with the guy who hurt me, his brother, um, it's been me and his brother, and we are currently engaged. It's been really, really recent. I honestly haven't told many people because, again, as a victim of abuse, I'm scared of my ex finding out and hurting me or... Not that he could, but, you know, it's a very real fear. 
when you leave a domestic abuse relationship. So I have been keeping that on the down low. I've been honestly really happy. Um, we're both really happy. You know, we've been seeing each other for years. He's been in my son's life more than my ex has. More than he is. I mean, tonight we're going to his parent-teacher conference, and my ex, my son's father, is not going to be there. Hasn't shown any interest. Um, you know, that's another episode. But recently, you know, things have been really good relation relationship-wise for me. We've been seeing each other quite a while, and we're really happy together. And... You know, when I first met him and his family, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the opposite of everything that happened with my ex. I don't want, you know, any bad feelings. I don't want anything to happen again. So I'm going to go above and beyond and make sure these people like me. I'm going to hang out with them and laugh at their jokes and like go to all this stuff that I don't want to do necessarily because I really, really, really want a good relationship with these people. And with his mom, we were not super close, but we would text all the time. You know, I would do stuff with her. She doesn't have any girls, so I would really be excited to see her and hang out with her and, you know, have that other mom in my life and for a while that was really really good um and you know the brother I had had the issues with he moved away didn't really see him um after I confronted him hey that's not cool what you did um but we would see each other at like family things and you know I I got close to all my boyfriend at the time, his, his cousins, his aunts, his uncles, you know, everyone in the family. I've been around a while. Um, they all know me. They all know my son. Um, and we, we were really happy together and we still are, but recently there's been a whole lot of, whole lot of drama going on, um, with this brother who came back, moved probably like an hour away from us. And, the girl he had been dating for a while, they decided to get engaged, I think, a year ago. And this wedding that's coming up next month has been in the works for quite a while. Um, I knew we were invited, and I was like, great, I don't really want to see him, but we're going to go, you know. Um, still going to make the best effort, even though this person really, really hurt me. I'm not going to you know, repeat this pattern with my ex, my ex and his family and all that they did to me, I'm going to try really hard to extend myself and, you know, be the bigger person here. And that's what happened. Um, but over the, the summer, different times we've seen my fiance's brother, um, he, you know, after all he did to me, he's still very, very much pretends like I'm not there, pretends my son's not there, um, remains to this day absolutely in denial over what, what he did, what he said. Um, 
So my fiance basically told him months ago, it's like, I know you want me to be in the wedding, but because of all how you've been treating her, how you've been treating me, you know, it's really not appropriate, but my fiance made it very clear it was his decision, it was his um, his job, you know, basically, he's on call, there's a lot of stuff that would prevent him from doing that, and um, we both, or especially he had communicated, it's like, we're still going to be there, I'm still going to you know, I'm happy to celebrate this with you. I want, you know, us to celebrate this as a family together. We're going to be there for your big day. Okay, so fast forward a little bit and my fiance gets the invite and it's only his name on it. So, of course, he goes to his brother and I don't even know what happened I mean, they basically extended him a guest not even a month ago, maybe. And so I was like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this this guy thinks that, you know, I have no history with his, who he's marrying. Now that I'm engaged to his brother, it's like, just weird, (laughs) just weird, just weird. Um, but even, even though they sent that, I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm invited. I don't know. I'm going to support, you know, my fiance, we're going to go. Um, you know, he obviously has some issues with his brother and his brother doesn't think there's any problem and what he's done or how he's been treating him. And, um, so that was a few months ago and my fiance had told him and his mom or their mom straight up. It's like, I'm going to go, I'm not going to be in it. And, you know, at first they, of course they're not happy about it, but his mom basically just said, it's like, I'm really disappointed in you. And he told his mom, you know, there's a lot more history here than you know. So that was over the summer. Last week, it's been about a month out from the wedding. And last week, um, my fiance's brother calls him and is like, are you going to be in the wedding or not? Um, he already told him no. This was already communicated months ago, you know, respectfully, so he could find someone else if he needed someone else or, you know, just to plan ahead. But uh, my fiance told him again, it's like, no, it's not going to happen. Um, I already told you I couldn't. I just don't feel like it's appropriate. Um, given our relationship, you know, is on the rocks. I don't feel right doing that, but I'm still going to come. I'm still going to support you. And then it all went to crap because my fiance's brother and mom really ripped into him all day, sent him text messages all day long telling him how, 
you know, basically comparing him to their drug addict dad who committed, who did an overdose, you know, when they were kids, um, basically comparing my fiance not being in the wedding because he didn't feel like it was appropriate to their dad overdosing on drugs and abandoning them because to them, him being there, supporting the family as a guest, but not being in the actual wedding is bad enough that they would compare the two. So, you know, all kinds of red flags are going off in my head. I'm like, okay, this is, whoa, arrested development out the wazoo. They're really comparing their brother or son to their husband or dad who committed an overdose. Not committed an overdose, but you know what I mean. Um, There's no rhyme or reason, um, but his mom and brother basically... And his mom, I told you guys, we had no bad blood between us. We were close. We were, you know, I would send her texts. It's like, thank you for raising the the guy that I'm with. You know, I owe you a lot because he's, you know, been such a huge, huge part of my life and a, a big reason that me and my son are still here. And, you know, I've shown her nothing but gratitude and love and to have... Basically, her and her other son, who caused the issues in the first place, they basically um, disowned my fiancé and are throwing it on me. Um, Both of them ganged up to send him all these things all day long, even though he didn't respond to any of them. Um about how bad he was, how he was trying to be a better dad than their dad was, but he was failing because he wasn't there for them, even though, you know, he's almost got a stepson and he's there for him all the time. Um, So it has been very confusing. It's been very painful. And the other day I found out, you know, they're basically all they were saying to him is how it's all my fault um, my fault, me personally, um, his mom had no reason to say that, no reason to side with them, except the fact that that's her favorite son, she's going to baby him to death, um, but it has really fucked up my mental health, it has fucked up my fiance's mental health, you know, all of a sudden he's, he had a close family unit and they decided to, and here's the thing, they decided to take back the invite because he can't be in it, but he still wanted to be there to support him. And that's all that was stated. But because, you know, he's choosing to abandon the family, they're going to do this and, you know, threaten to, cut him off from everything and every family event and anything he's ever known. And at this point, you know, the funniest thing is they, they told us, or they told him, you know, call back in two weeks. We'll see if you're invited then, (laughs) which is next week. And you know, it's, it's mind boggling 
how this could happen. I've been really struggling with it because I'm like, what did I do, God? What did I do? What is wrong with me? And there isn't anything, you know, this is clearly a really messed up dynamic. And, you know, if his mom and brother wanted him to be in it or wanted to make that relationship better at all, they've had three years to do that. Um, you know, this is go this behavior from his brother is going up as recently as last week where he totally ignored my existence and wouldn't acknowledge I was saying hello to him at all. Like, to my face in front of my fiance. So this isn't this is an old bad blood. This is very new. This is this is, you know, time after time of stuff like this happening and you know, in spite of it all, we were trying to be the bigger people and they reacted this way and you know, I just don't see this relationship with his family getting better. I don't see it working out the way they think it will. I don't see my fiance being unhurt by this. Like if they wanted him to be there and not feel hurt, why would they take back the invite? Why would they harass him daily? I don't understand. And I just feel in the dark. I feel confused. Um, we're both really sidelined by, by all that happened, but that's my long honking story, and as far as I know, we're not going. You know, we're not invited, even though this is really bizarre. <laughs> you know, people lose their minds when it comes to marriage, when it comes to weddings, and honestly, that's why I don't think I'm going to have another one. I'm okay with just eloping, just legally getting married, and having it done because I'm not dealing with the family drama. I'm not dealing with any of this, and... You know, it really hurts. It hurts me. It hurts my son, the fact that they're willing to just do that to someone who means so much to me, someone who's given them so much. You know, honestly, he's put his life on hold for them multiple times and in a way that's really hurt him in his career, in his life, and as he's getting more successful... You know, the petty comes out, and the way they treat him has definitely changed since he's been um, successful, and they're really, you know, arrested in that that mindset of being immature. And, you know, it, it's really confusing. I don't know how else to say it, but in spite of it all, um, we're still happy we're together. We still have joy. And I'm learning that joy is different than happiness because you can be unhappy and still have joy. You can still be content. Um, very much thankful, thankful for what's going on in your life. So, you know, we'll get through it. This will ultimately play out in one way or another. But as far as me and my fiance, we're united in the fact that you know, we're probably not, he's not going to say anything. We're just going to let it blow over. You know, he's honestly glad he doesn't have to go because it was going to be really hard on him to do that um, with his family treating him the way they have been. So, but, you know, definitely his, his brother deciding to take back the invite is insult to injury. 
I don't think you can repair a relationship after that. I just don't see it happening. So that's my really long story and update. And I'll let you guys more know more as I know more about the house and, you know, everything that's going on with that. But I guess I don't really have advice this time. I just am feeling on my heart that, you know, sometimes things are going to repeat themselves and sometimes it's not your fault. You know, we can't let our past trauma hold us back from something that's good and something that's meant to be and really that feels good. You know, our relationship is great. Nothing between us is bad. Um, it's just a shame this is going on. So I'll talk to you guys later.